A Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. G'day, I'm Auntie Nat. And I'm Auntie Cecily. We're so glad you have come to join us for worship, aren't we kids? Yeah. Auntie Cecily, is there someone today we need to send a big hello to? Yes, I'd like to send a big hello to Emily, Evelyn and Eli from Tasmania. Hello. Hi. It was great to meet you guys when I was in Tasmania. It's lovely that we have so many people joining in in our worship time. Now we can't forget to say hello to Teddy. Hello, Teddy. We love having you on the program. You're such a good boy. Annie Cecily, can you please say a prayer for us to open our worship time? Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the Sabbath day where we can find rest in you. We pray a special blessing on the children who have joined us at home. We pray that your Holy Spirit would be in each of our hearts and minds as we worship you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, Annie Cecily, we've come to our last key of the kingdom. It's our 13th key. Can you tell us all about it? Yes, we've been on such a rich journey, full of gifts and promises that God offers to help us to get to the kingdom. Alicia, would you like to open our gift box and see what our 13th key to the kingdom is? Love. Ah, this is a very special key. And can you tell us what's on the other side? 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 2 and 3. Thanks, Alicia. Could you read those verses for us from the Bible, please, Caleb? And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my, all my good to feed the poor, And though I give my body to be burnt, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Thanks, Caleb. That was a long passage today. So love is everything. It's like the master key that unlocks all the other doors that lead to the kingdom of heaven. Let's review our other 12 keys to the kingdom. Our first key was accept God's love, then repent, confess your wrongs and give your heart to Jesus. At each step of the way, God gives us the keys of trust and faith to follow Jesus and grow to be more like him and share God's love. Our ninth key was get to know God and the tenth, talk with God. Another important gift or key to the kingdom was to trust God when tempted. And last week's key was about witnessing. And what's our 13th key? Love. Yes, without love, the other keys won't work. Do you remember our fifth key was faith? Our Bible verse today tells us that we can have lots of faith, but without love, it doesn't help us. The faith key won't work without the love key. So remember to ask God every day to help you use these keys. These are gifts from God that we must always use in the spirit of love. 
Thanks, Arnie Cecily. I've been blessed these past few weeks learning about the keys to the kingdom. Boys and girls, if you would like to learn more about the keys to the kingdom, you could read the little book Steps to Christ by Mrs. White. I'm sure mum or dad or even your grandparents may help you to read it if you ask them. It's now time, though, for some music. Thanks, Braden, for joining us today. Thanks, Annie Nat. Uh, it's good to be here. Hi, boys and girls. Let's sing The Seventh is the Sabbath of the Lord. One, two, three, four, five, six days a week. God gave to us for work and play. One, two, three, four, five, six days in May. And rested on the seventh day. God invites us all to join him on the seventh day of rest. For he called the day the Sabbath and he promised we'd be blessed. One, two, three, four, five, six days for us. The seventh is the Sabbath of the Lord. Amen. Brayden, can we please sing The King Has a Treasure House? We certainly can. The King has a treasure house of promises, gifts from heaven Promises for you and me. In His Word are many, many promises to give us the victory. To give us the victory. Victory! Brayden, can we please sing Give Your Heart to Jesus? We certainly can. Giving your heart to Jesus is the best thing you can ever do. Let's sing it together. Give your heart to Jesus, He is calling you. Give your heart to Jesus, He is calling you. Give your heart to Jesus, He is calling you. singing praises to God's a great way to tell him that we love him. Children, are you enjoying Dr. John's stories each week? Yes. Well, I wonder what he has in store for us this time. Let's go and see. Hello, boys and girls. It's wonderful to be back together again. And I want to say hello to all the boys and girls in South America, because that's where this story happened. 
as a little girl, her name was Julianne, Julianne Culp. And she had a mummy and a daddy, and she loved them. In fact, I've got a photograph of the three of them together. And her daddy was a very clever scientist, and he worked in the jungle studying wildlife, and so was her mummy. But she had to go away to school. And as a reward, on the day after she graduated, and here she is graduating from school, she's 17, they said, you can get on an aeroplane and fly right across the jungle and come and spend some time with mummy and daddy. She was so excited. And she got on a plane, and I don't want you to be frightened about aeroplanes because this was a very old plane and it wasn't that strong and she was in seat F on row 19. And the plane took off and flew into the sky and ran into some very, very rough weather. And in that weather, lightning struck and because the plane was old and its wings couldn't flap the way modern aeroplanes do and allows them to go through storms, the wings broke off. And Julianne was sitting by the window, row 19, seat F. And she suddenly realized the plane had broken up. She could hear a loud motor, she could hear people screaming, and then silence, and she looked down and the jungle looked like a giant piece of broccoli, the same green, but it was spinning around. The jungle wasn't spinning, but she was, you know, she fell five kilometers through the air. And somehow she was the only one in her seat. She had the safety belt on so tight she could hardly breathe. She went unconscious, but her seat must have hit some branches and it landed and she woke up a few hours later and you know what her first thought was? I'm alive. She called out for her mother. Her mother had died. And she finally got out and she said, I'm the only one alive. Now she was a smart girl and she knew how to do what her father had told her. He said, if you get lost, make sure that you walk downstream and follow the stream. Because sooner or later, you will come to people who live by the streams. But you must go down because that's where the people live. She'd lost her glasses. She only had one shoe. And you know what she did? She didn't wear that shoe. There were so many snakes there, every time she saw it, she threw a shoe into the long leaves to make sure there wasn't a snake underneath. She found a packet of lollies, or candy as we might call it, or sweets, and that was the only food she had for 10 days. And when she had to cross the river, she had to go in the middle because she knew the piranhas that would eat her alive like the shallow water. And finally, after nine days, she found a hut. And when they found her, 
They thought that she was a devil because she was all bloodshot from the accident. And many years later, she went back. She's sitting in an aeroplane here in 19F because she wanted to get it out of her system. And here she is, growing up. She's a scientist. And they trekked back into the jungle and she sat in the seat that was still there. You know what kept her alive? She had one goal, and that was to find her father. She wanted, and every step that she took, she said, I will find my father. And you know what the lesson is there? We need to find our heavenly father, and that will keep us alive if we constantly focus on getting to our heavenly father, because he's waiting for us. Thank you, boys and girls. Hi boys and girls, welcome to our Bible study. If you haven't got your Bibles ready yet, go get them now so you can follow along with us. Bethany, can you please say a prayer for us before we commence our study? Dear Father, thank you for our Bibles where we can learn more about you and your great love for us. Please be with the children who are at home reading along with us. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Thank you, Bethany. Now, Aaron, what did we study about, about last Sabbath? We looked at the life of Jonah. Yes, we did. And he was a bit of a reluctant prophet, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes. And now something else happened with the northern kingdom of Israel. What happened to them? Um, they were captured by the Assyrians. Yes. The northern kingdom ceased to exist. So all that was left was the southern kingdom of Judah, which Aunt Cecily's pointing to there. Now, we talked about King Joash a couple of Sabbaths ago and that he ruled for 40 years. Three other kings followed Joash and all four of them, the Bible says, did right in the sight of the Lord, which was a nice change. Mm. So now we're going to come to King Ahaz and he was an evil king. Let's see what he did. Aaron, can you please read Second Chronicles 28, 24? So Ahaz gathered the articles of the house of God, cut in pieces the articles of the house of God, shut up the doors of the house of the Lord, and made for himself altars in every corner of Jerusalem. Mm. So Ahaz shut up the doors of the temple and set up his own idol images in the temple court. It was during this time that God sent the prophets Micah and Isaiah to warn the people and rulers of their idol worship. So Ahaz ruled for 16 years and then he died and his son took his place. Can you just show us that? We're going to talk about There's Ahaz yep, and Hezekiah. And you can see the prophets there, Isaiah and Micah. Thank you. Caleb, can you please read 2 Chronicles 29, 1-2. Hezekiah became king when he was 25 years old and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abijah, the, the daughter of Zechariah, and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father David had done. So Hezekiah did not follow the evilness of his father. He chose to follow God. Hezekiah opened up the temple doors and gathered all the priests and Levites together to speak to them. Bethany, can you read 2 Chronicles 29, 5 to 6? And said to them, Hear me, Levites, now sanctify yourselves, sanctify the house of the Lord God of your fathers, and carry out the rubbish from the holy place. For our fathers have trespassed and done evil in the eyes of the Lord our God. They have forsaken him. 
have they turned their faces away from the dwelling place of the Lord and turned their backs on him. Thanks, Bethany. So Hezekiah realized if he did not get Judah in order, they were going to be the next nation to go into captivity. The Bible tells us that the priests and Levites clean the temple and put everything back that Ahaz had taken away. Hezekiah gathered the leaders, the Levites and the priests and offered sacrifices to God to seek forgiveness as a nation. There was a great revival in Judah and because Hezekiah did what was right, God blessed him. But something happened. The king Assyria, after taking the northern kingdom into captivity, wanted Judah as well. They came and encamped around Judah. Let's read what Hezekiah said to the people. Sophie, can you read 2 Chronicles 32, 7 to 8? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid nor dismayed before the king of Assyria, nor before all the multitude that is with him, for there are more with us than with him. With him is an army of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people were strengthened by the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. Wow, what faith Hezekiah had. Let's see what the king of Assyria had to say. Abigail, can you read Second Chronicles 32, 15? Now, therefore, do not let Hezekiah deceive you or persuade you like this. And do not believe him, for no god or any nation or kingdom was able to deliver his people from my hand or the hand of my fathers. How much less will your God deliver you from my hand? Oh, the king of Assyria mocked God, saying that he was not strong enough to come up against him. Do we mock God? No, no we don't. Second Chronicles 32.20 tells us that King Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah came together and prayed. Mia, can you read Second Chronicles 32.21? Then the Lord sent an angel who cut down every mighty man of valor leader and captain in the camp of the king of Assyria. So he returned shamefaced to his own land and when he had gone into the temple of his God some of his own offspring struck him down with the sword there. Mm. So who was stronger, God or the king of Assyria? God. God. God fought their battle for them. Hezekiah ruled for 29 years and then he died and his son Manasseh became king. Can you just show us Manasseh on the chart, Honey Cecily? Manasseh did evil in the sight of the Lord. He put all the idols back that his father Hezekiah had torn down and chose to follow the path of his grandfather Ahaz and filled up the temple of God with images and false gods. But something happened to Manasseh that's worth a look at. Auntie Cecily, can you read 2 Chronicles 33, 11 to 13? Therefore the Lord brought upon them the captains of the army of the king of Assyria, who took Manasseh with hooks, bound him with bronze fetters, and carried him off to Babylon. Now when he was in affliction, he implored the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers and prayed to him. And he received his entreaty, heard his supplication, and brought him back to Jerusalem into his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord was God. Wow, what a merciful God we serve. Mm. 
Manasseh in his affliction turned his heart to God and repented of all his wickedness. And God forgave him and returned him to Jerusalem to his throne. Manasseh took down all the idols and told Judah that they must worship the true God. After Manasseh died, his son Ammon became king, but he did great wickedness and only ruled for two. But we have another bright spot. After King Ammon died, his son became king, and that's King Josiah. Let's read about him. Aaron, can you read Second Chronicles 34, 1-3? Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in the ways of his father David. He did not turn aside to the left or right. For in the eighth year of his reign, while he was still young, he began to seek the God of his father David. And in the twelfth year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of the high places, the wooden images, the carved images and the molded images. So Josiah was only eight years old when he became king. At his young age, he took a stand and decided he was going to worship God alone. Let's have a look at our torchlight, Mrs. White's writings, to see what they shine on these verses. Auntie Cecily, can you read that for us? Born of a wicked king, beset with temptations to follow in his father's steps, and with few counsellors to encourage him in the right way, Josiah nevertheless was true to the God of Israel. Warned by the errors of past generations, he chose to do right instead of descending to the low level of sin and degradation to which his father and his grandfather had fallen. Mm. So Josiah was a remarkable young man. Now in the process of getting rid of all the idols, Josiah also repaired the temple and they found the book of the law written by Moses. It had gone missing during the time of Manasseh and Ammon. When King Josiah heard the words, he ripped his clothes in grief. Let's see what he says, Caleb. I'm going to get you to read in 2 Kings 22:13. Go, inquire of the Lord for me, for the people and for all Judah, concerning the words of this book that has been found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is aroused against us, because our fathers have not obeyed the words of this book to do according to all that is written concerning us. Thanks, Caleb. So King Josiah found out from the prophetess Huldah that God was going to end the kingdom of Judah because of the evil that had happened in the history of Judah and Israel. But because of Josiah's faithfulness to serve the Lord, he was not going to take the kingdom away during Josiah's reign. If we were to read on, the king himself went before his people and read the book of Moses. The people took a stand to worship God alone and there was a great reformation in the land. Do you know what? There is power in the word. That's why we read our Bibles. It has power to change our lives. Let's look at our memory verse found in Psalm 119, 105. And let's read that together. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So the Bible can guide us and show us 
how to live a life for God and to be a blessing for others. Thank you, boys and girls, for reading along with us. We have a devotional available that goes into more depth on what we have studied today. Here's how you can get that. Hey, boys and girls, as Auntie Nat said, you can get your own devotionals. Yes, you can download them free from our website at adaywiththeking.com. And Anna, we can't forget to tell the kids to check out Teddy's blog. We have some behind-the-scenes photos of filming the program. Yes, and we also have some photos of Teddy going on his annual visit to the vet. We love to hear where around the world you're watching the program from, so drop us a line and let us know. Get a pen and write down our email address now, dwk at 3abnaustralia.org.au. So, so hop online today. Thanks, Kate and Anna. We encourage you to download the devotionals because they'll help you to read your Bible every day. And if you read your Bible every day, you will strengthen your relationship with Jesus. Yes, and Jesus needs to be our best friend if we're going to be ready for his second coming. Mm. Aunty Cecily, shall we read our memory verse that we learnt in our Bible study today? Yes. Would you like to read that all together, children? Psalm 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Well, children, we've almost come to the end of another worship time. Caleb, what did you learn from the King today? That the Bible has the power to change us. Yes, we learned about that today with the Reformation that happened in Israel when God's word was read to the people by King Josiah. Auntie Nat, are you ready to sing our blessing song to the children at home? Yes, let's do that. Children, can you turn around so the children at home can see you? about Jesus because he loves children. My favourite Bible story is David because how he trusted and had lots of faith in God through all the tough times. My favourite story is Ruth because she was brave to follow Naomi to a foreign town. You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week.